Chapter Two of Flash Evans, Cameron Newshawk by Frank Bell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter Two, Over the Cliff. At terrific speed, the body of the jumper hurtled toward the earth. The parachute did not open. Grim-faced, his horrified eyes focused upon the falling figure. Flash shot his first picture. His heart was in his throat but he was able to keep his hands steady. Swiftly, he extracted the holder and made ready to take a second exposure. It's curtains, he thought. The chute never can save Brooks now. And then, even as he abandoned hope, the silken umbrella cracked open. Perspiration oozed from Flash's forehead. Joe Wells laughed aloud, so great was his relief. The danger, however, was not entirely over as flash took a picture of the great umbrella drifting downward he noted that it was falling at a rapid rate toward the sea for a time it appeared that brooks would strike the water with great force but the aviator began to pull on the risers and succeeded in working away from the shore he landed in a ploughed field some distance away the wind billowed the chute dragging him for a few feet Brooks then skillfully pulled on the underside risers, and the big umbrella flattened out. He's safe, observed Wells, taking a deep breath. I hope he makes a fortune. A jump like that is worth it. The two photographers began to pack their cameras into carrying cases. By the way, what did you start to tell me about Albert Povey? Flash inquired, curiously. He was supposed to have been mixed up in shady espionage business a few months ago i understand government operatives have kept a sharp eye on him and now he seems to be interested in brooks parachute it looks that way if brooks has any sense he'll steer clear of the fellow suppose we get down there flash together they began the dangerous descent by the time they reached the base of the cliff bailey brooks had walked back from the field and was receiving the congratulations of the Newsview men. As Flash and Joe added their praise, a tall, dark stranger crossed the open space to the soundtrack. A beautiful jump, Mr. Brooks, he praised. You remember me, don't you? My name is Povey, Albert Povey. Yes, I remember you very well, the jumper replied dryly. Did I demonstrate what my shoot could do? You certainly did the man returned heartily. It was amazing. I never would have believed it possible if I hadn't witnessed it with my own eyes. You know, we may be able to do business together, after all. A guarded expression came into Bailey Brooks' steel gray eyes. I'm open to propositions, he said. Come over to my car, invited Albert Povey. We'll talk. Flash and Joe Wells were closed out of the conversation. Swiftly, the Newsview men loaded their equipment aboard the truck and prepared to leave. Listen, Flash, said Joe, as he climbed into the soundtrack. When you're through with the ledger this afternoon, drop around at the Newsview offices. I want to talk with you. He handed over a card bearing the company address, and the truck rolled away. Reminded that he had pictures of his own to rush back to Brandale, Flash stuffed the card into his pocket and hurried to the waiting taxi. As he drove off, he saw that Brooks had gone with Albert Povey. Wonder if he knows the man's reputation, he thought. I suppose he must. 
flash dismissed the matter entirely from his mind he never expected to see either of the men again his only concern was the possibility of future news stories or pictures the taxicab made a quick trip back to brandell flash paid the bill and kept a receipt to show riley as proof of his expense he was hurrying through the newsroom on his way to the photographic department when the editor hailed him hey evans where have you been all afternoon the editor gave him a quizzical glance flash paused didn't jerry hayes telephone you some kid called in he said you were after a big picture i nailed it too flash said confidently bailey brooks just disregarded orders and tested his parachute out of eagle cliff killed no the test was a success so far the newsview people are the only ones to get pictures mine ought to be dandies good work approved riley we can use them and the story too crack em through in a few minutes time flash had developed his pictures and made the prints from wet films his work finished he was loitering in the newsroom when riley motioned for him to come over to the desk you may as well call it a day evans he said those were fine pictures you turned in thanks mr riley you start your vacation tomorrow i believe yes sir i do you've earned it riley said with an attempt at geniality where are you planning to spend your month off home mostly i may visit some friends in indianapolis and take in the auto races riley pounced upon the information with the avidity of a bass after live bait we could use some good pictures flash how about covering the races for the ledger well my plans aren't definite i may not be able to make it buy yourself a ticket to indianapolis at the ledger's expense riley urged guessing the reason behind the young man's indecision why not hop the special streamliner which leaves here tomorrow morning i'll do it flash decided suddenly good take any equipment you may need and send your pictures back by plane flash returned to the photography department for his camera after saying good-bye to several friends he went downstairs where his paycheck awaited him he was finished with work an hour earlier than usual it would seem strange he thought being off duty for an entire month as flash reached for bus fare he pulled the card joe wells had given him from his pocket the address of the newsview company was only a few blocks away may as well drop around there and kill a little time he reflected but i don't aim to let joe talk me into leaving the ledger flash presently found himself standing before a tall white stone building located not far from the waterfront he consulted the room directory in the lobby and rode the elevator up to the sixth floor a receptionist was asking him who he wished to see when joe wells hearing a familiar voice stepped from one of the offices hello there flash he greeted cordially come on in he led the photographer into a small room crowded with desks waving him to a chair i'll be through in a minute then i'll show you around i want to write up this dope sheet first take your time joe the newsview man inserted a sheet of printed paper in a typewriter rapidly filling in the blanks i'm getting ready to take off for indianapolis tomorrow he remarked casually george doyle started on ahead with a sound wagon about an hour ago i followed by train and meet him there maybe i'll see you flash replied i'm covering the races myself for the ledger 
i never could go back to working on a paper now joe commented too tame compared with the newsreels flash why don't you consider no flash cut in with a laugh i'm not listening to any arguments joe shrugged and said no more he spent the next half hour showing his friend the newsreel cameras and explaining their operation we ordinarily use one with a front turret carrying three or four lenses he instructed this particular camera holds four hundred feet of film in its magazine and can be hand cranked or driven with either a hundred and ten volt ac motor or a twelve dc i suppose power is generated from storage batteries yes our trucks are equipped with chargers sometimes we are able to plug into a service line but why am i telling you all this you know as much about it as i do hardly flash corrected but i have done a little studying after a trip through the laboratories where positives were being made from master blues joe led his friend into the projection room we're in luck he said they're showing those bailey brooks pictures in the darkened room several editors scriptwriters and a commentator sat at dimly lighted desks on the wall before them a strip of film was being run through to flash the moving figures seemed grotesque for blacks and whites were in reverse what's this demanded an editor as he watched the spectacular leap made by bailey brooks just another parachute jump information provided by joe wells caption sheet was read aloud that's interesting stuff decided the editor run it full cut down that racing shot from cuba now what do we have on the japanese earthquake for several minutes flash watched the work of cutting and assembling the eight different subjects which would be used in the completed newsreel he ended his tour by visiting a studio where the various shots were synchronized with music and the explanatory speech of a commentator the releases will be shown in brandale theatres in another hour wells declared escorting his friend to the elevator in this business speed means everything although he would not have admitted it flash was strangely impressed riding home in the bus he reflected that joe might be right about newsreel work offering more thrills than fell to the lot of an ordinary photographer he would like to try it but for the present he couldn't consider leaving the ledger at home a warm supper was waiting as he shared the well-cooked meal with his mother and younger sister joan flash mentioned his assignment to cover the indianapolis races working on your vacation mrs evans inquired mildly really jimmy you need a rest shooting a few pictures won't be work mother i'll enjoy it and i'll get a free trip it was true flash never had considered professional picture-taking as treasury save for a month when persons had sought to undermine his job he had thoroughly enjoyed the time spent on the ledger flash who seldom answered to his real name of jimmy was seventeen the son of a former newspaper editor since mr evans's death several years earlier the little family of three had been hard-pressed to make ends meet but flash's recent salary increases had made things much easier that was one reason why he could not give up a sure job for the more uncertain calling of newsreel cameraman i see you have set your heart upon the indianapolis trip mrs evans remarked so you may as well pack your bag early the next morning when flash reached the railroad terminal 
he found it buzzing with activity he stood in line to buy his ticket noting that indianapolis seemed to be the popular destination special rates had been offered and only indiana passengers were allowed on the streamliner flash swung aboard wandering through several cars he finally came upon his friend joe wells hello there the newsreel man greeted him let's go back to the club car and grab a seat before they're all taken the train began to move joe led the way through the corridors so quietly did the streamliner run that they scarcely were aware of its gathering speed at the entrance to the club car joe halted suddenly and flash bumped into him see who is here he muttered indicating a man who sat reading a magazine albert povey flash exclaimed in an undertone offering no additional comment the two photographers entered the car they took the only vacant chairs which chanced to be directly across from the man who held their attention flash scrutinized the passenger with keen interest there was something about povey which fascinated and yet repulsed him the man was tall well built with a hollow almost gaunt face a faint but jagged scar on his left cheek evidently had resulted from an old war wound povey glanced up and met flash's steady gaze he stared hard at the young man for a moment and then glanced away if he recognized either of the photographers he gave no further sign joe nudged flash raising a newspaper to shield his face he called attention to a middle-aged man of military bearing who was writing a letter at the desk major creighton hartgrove he whispered retired from the army it's rumored though that he's doing secret work for the government as well spoke hartgrove arose and left the club car a moment later albert povey put aside his magazine and followed or at least flash gained the impression that the man seemed to be interested in the major's movements he ventured such an opinion to joe who made light of his observation you're as imaginative as ever flash he scoffed i shouldn't have told you lurid tales about povey's reputation several times during the day as the streamliner raced westward flash caught glimpses of the two men it struck him as significant that usually the pair were in the same car more than ever he became convinced that major hartgrove was being watched and was himself aware of it joe wells had scant interest in either of the men and as the day wore on slept much of the time when a colored steward gave the first call for dinner he shook himself awake let's amble into the diner before the big rush starts flash they walked forward through two cars and had just entered the third where major hartgrove sat when the train's air brakes suddenly were applied now what gasped joe clutching a seat for support the next instant he and flash both were hurled violently from their feet there was a deafening crash and the car crumpled like an accordion burying them beneath the debris End of chapter two